Good afternoon, and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be informed, inspired, and entertained. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And today, I am delighted to have with me Charlene Pickram, who is the owner of Pick Empowerment and also a host here at CIOE of Mental Health, Let's Talk About It, that airs on Monday evenings at 9 p.m. Welcome, Charlene. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. It's it's weird, as we say, being on the other side of the mic. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. Now, you were on my show about a year ago. Correct. And I, I love this because it was one of those happenstances that following our recording on the way out, you ran into Jim and had a conversation. Yes. And then... The next thing you know, here you are here at CIOE as an, as a host. So that is awesome. Yeah, you uh, opened a door for me, Jen. So thank you. And and it was certainly not on my radar uh, because I had no really even knowledge of the station, despite being a Sackville resident. So there was all kinds of wins because I've met amazing people here. And I love that you say that. And it just goes to show you that you never know sometimes how the universe is going to interject and put something in front of you. Yeah, you really have to walk through those doors that open for you and lean into the discomfort of challenges. Something new. Oh, absolutely. And of course, with that, that helps us to grow ourselves and to become more confident and to just expand our whole our whole belief system and our whole knowledge and just to meet some really fabulous people. Mm. And it's really been able to assist me reach individuals um, to have those discussions about mental health and learn from other people, their resilience, their coping styles, um, and understand that mental health impacts everybody. And that is so true. And so many of us, for so many years, it's been kind of that hush-hush topic. Yeah. I have to say, I'm so happy that we are talking about it more. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about your show and the kinds of things that people could expect to hear. Yeah, so um, Mental Health Let's Talk About It was um, really an idea of Jim. And um, we sat down and we talked about my background. So as a residential child and youth care worker um, or practitioner who you know, it has experienced burnout, vicarious trauma, compassion fatigue, um, and went through my own period of time where I was really down and out and was not coping. Uh, I was not doing very well. And I had to transition from my career um, because I couldn't do it and maintain my mental health. And it's difficult to be in that situation. It is. It is because it it was my career. I loved it. I, you know, had invested a lot of time and energy into it. I enjoyed, you know, helping others. Um, I enjoyed being with my team members. They're such fabulous people, you know, who, who work on the floor 24, seven a days, 365 days of the year. Literally. Literally. Yes. Helping others who, you know, really need somebody to believe in them. And so what, what I learned um, about myself is that it's okay. 
it's okay to be impacted by other people's trauma, um, but you need to learn to cope with it. And I did not have the skills or the self-awareness to cope with it appropriately. And so I went back and I took my Master of Arts in Child and Youth Study, and I studied stress, stress in regards to residential child and youth care to understand why? Why am I so negatively impacted by the stories of other people's trauma? Mm -hmm. And I really enhanced my self-awareness during that time. Um, I, I realized that, you know, I didn't have emotional self-awareness. Right. Um, I didn't really have a sense of personal power and what I was able to control and what I couldn't control. And that's really important. Yeah. And, and so during that process, um, you know, I realized that one, it's okay not to be perfect. Because oh my golly, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I just have to interject for a quick second because so many of us want to be perfect. Yeah. But that's really, I mean, it doesn't exist. It's a mask. Yes. It's a mask that we put on for society because we fear judgment. Yes. And we can never achieve that. We can't. So we're setting ourselves up for failure right away. Yes. Sorry, I just had to fit that in there. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and you're absolutely right, Jennifer. We do set ourselves up for failure over and over and over again with that mindset. Yes. And so for me, it was very much about... Um, Increasing my self-awareness and discovering me all over again. Which, you know what? And that, of course, you know, is, is what my role as a life coach in my practice is, is what I do. Because yeah. what I've discovered is there are so many people that are just like me and you. Mm -hmm. And lost and just have never had those that toolbox, have never had, you know, that self-realization, that self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So it's a real important piece to incorporate into our lives. Yeah, well, again, you know, it's not something that we're taught in school. No, which I think should be changed. Yeah, um, it's not something that really um, parents focus on because they're just trying to survive. And what is their self-awareness? Do they know about emotional, you know, awareness as well? Absolutely. So you can't teach what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And... And so what really was fantastic for me is that I always had this dream or goal to facilitate. And so an opening came up at a local college and I jumped ship. So I left my 20-year career, great money, great benefits, you know, so many positive things, but I had to do it for my mental health well-being. And that's important that you recognize that. Yeah, and that I had the support to do it because so many don't have the support. You're right. Don't have the financial means, and then they have to remain there. And stuck. Stuck. And miserable. Yes. And unfortunately, you know, that impacts, you know, we talk about work culture. Mm-hmm. That seeps out to your other team members, and it seeps out to your clients. Absolutely. And it impacts them in a negative way. And, you know, I have a lot of compassion and empathy for parents who are responsible for kids and don't have the option that I did to leave yes. and try something new. Um, you know, I really feel for them, and I, I think it's essential that 
employers put in support for these individuals who, you know, they are valuable. Absolutely. They, ha they have the skills. They just need the support to get out of developmental ruts mm -hmm. and have a mental health well-being mindset to look after themselves so they can look after others. Oh my golly, absolutely. I go back to that to what they do on the planes where they when they're doing their emergency thing and when yeah. the masks fall, you put your mask on first before mm -hmm. anyone else so you're able to and and we forget that and it's such an amazing parallel to our lives. We need to remember that, that we need to take care of ourselves to enable us to be able to look after those around us better. Yeah, but you need that self-awareness. Yes. Self-awareness is key. And you have to have um, an accurate self-assessment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> now let's, let's talk a little bit more about that. <laughs> yeah, so accurate self-awareness is something that I really enjoy um, exploring with individuals, particularly with the social and emotional intelligence profile. And so accurate self-awareness falls underneath the self-awareness quadrant. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, I find particularly with individuals who have been in power positions, so CEOs and presidents, who, you know, they're in that position of power, so individuals aren't always honest with them about how they're impacting individuals within the team. Very true. And so they begin to have this belief of, I am this person, um, I'm, I'm loved, um, you know, I do really well as a team member, Da, 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 all of those things because nobody's willing to provide them with real feedback. Real feedback, feedback that says, I care about you and I want to help you grow and understand how you impact others. That is very valid. And I personally have experienced that firsthand at mm. a previous job. When I left, I provided that feedback. And, and I was, you know, I was asked to, and I, yeah. I very carefully said, are you sure? <laughs> because if you tell it's me, coming. if you tell me, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm going to say it. Yeah. And she did. And I basically blurted out what everyone had been thinking for a few years. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything to lose. My only thing is I wish I had done it sooner. And I tried, but she wasn't really open to it. Yeah. And it made a little bit of a difference for a little while. But then things went back to that pattern. However, yeah. it takes guts to be able to do that. It's, it's guts, but, you know, I try to, again, it's a mindset change. I care enough about you, Jennifer, as mm -hmm. a person, personally and professionally, to provide you with the feedback so that you can process it and decide if you want to change the way you're engaging with somebody else. Right. Because if you don't want to change... I can't do anything for you. Absolutely. And that's, I think, what we need to remember is, you know, if that person is not really willing to change or even to contemplate and ponder and then, you know, make that assertion whether or not they will make some extraordinary efforts on certain parts. Yeah. So you really need to care about each other to be able to provide feedback effectively. Yes. Oh, my golly. It's, it's, it takes work. Yeah. It does. And, you know, I think of it as 
I really want other individuals to care enough about me mm-hmm. to provide me with feedback because if I am offending you or making you feel uncomfortable, please tell me mm-hmm. because I can't change it if I don't know. No, no, absolutely. And, you know, unfortunately, we go through life thinking that we are, you know, having certain impacts with individuals or that how I engage with you is okay. And I have no idea that I am stepping on your toes or if I am, you know, insulting you in a way. And that could be culturally, whatever. Right. And so we need as individuals to feel the confidence, to be able to assert ourselves, to say, you know what, I know you didn't mean anything by that, but that Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way or offended me. We're going to have a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Charlene. You're listening to Find Your Sparkle with Jen on CIOE 97.5 FM. Welcome back to Find Your Sparkle with Jen. Welcome back, Charlene. Thank you, Jen. Um, just before break, we had a really great conversation, and I wanted to get into talking about that personal power. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, personal power is all about your awareness of your self-worth. So we all are worthy, but we don't always have that mindset. And on top of that, it's self-worth and our understanding our capabilities, right? Um, as well as having a self confidence so that you can be assertive with others right not aggressive not, not obnoxious no assertive assertive is a a beautiful word and term most people take it the wrong way exactly but assertive is just about being able to express your beliefs your values with another individual in a non confront in a non-confrontational way. <laughs> so you're still, you know, again, your words have meaning. Oh my golly, do they ever. It's important to have a voice. So, you know, again, that personal power has to be developed. And it is part of your self-awareness. And it goes along with the accurate self-assessment. And so I was talking about social and emotional intelligence. And for individuals that aren't aware of what social emotional intelligence is, it is the ability to be aware of our own emotions um, and those of others in the moment. Right. So, There's the key, right? Yes. Isn't it? So many of us can reflect on a situation later and go, oh, that's what was going on. But being able to assess what's going on in the moment with an individual will help you, like that information helps you not only to manage yourself, but it also helps you manage your relationships. Absolutely. So if there's something coming up for you or the person that you're engaged with, you can say, you know, Jennifer, it seems like you're kind of down today. Like, is everything okay? Can I do anything for you? Blah, blah, blah. Or you may choose not to have a certain conversation based on where that person is emotionally. Right. So that's really important. And so along with that accurate self-assessment, if we don't have an accurate self-assessment, it's very hard to build on an unstable foundation. Right. You don't want to start working on self-management, other awareness, or relationship management if you don't have 
and accurate self-awareness. And so one of the ways that we help individuals have an accurate self-assessment, if so we may have given them an individual professional uh, social-emotional intelligence, and when it comes back, it indicates that that person does not have an accurate self-assessment. And then I would suggest that we then implement a 360 social emotional intelligence profile. And and what exactly does a 360 involve? So a 360 is fantastic because you can ask for feedback from an unlimited number of individuals. So if it's a professional setting, you can ask every single one of your team members for um, feedback. You can ask maybe former supervisors, you can ask clients of yours, anybody that you have a professional um, relationship with. Now, I have a question before I forget. Yeah. When that comes back and you have all of these answers, are they anonymous? Because I know, like we were talking at the break, sometimes people are not upfront and honest because they're fearful yeah. of being found out. Exactly. <laughs> and so we can, we can do it in two ways. Um, I always encourage people to, I guess, foster an environment where you can be honest with one another. But you're correct. Mm -hmm. In many cases, most individuals want it to be um, anonymous. Mm -hmm. And so we can do that. That's not a problem. If we have 25 people giving feedback, um, as long as they're not putting very specific things into their feedback, nobody will know right. who it's coming from. Is there, a, is there a specific number that works well? I always say uh, over nine people. Okay. Um, because individuals have a habit, habit of choosing people that they feel safe getting feedback totally. from. So it's what they want to hear, so they ask. But what I'll also do is I'll ask, you know, if they have um, uh, other team members, I will go to them and say, who else should I put on this list for the 360? Who would you suggest? And so I get a really good combination of individuals who will provide a broader, holistic right. form of feedback. Um, again, you want it to be broad. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody's feedback is totally accurate because it's their perspective. Absolutely. But if you're consistently getting the same response in a feedback over and over and over again, then there's some validity to that. <laughs> it's a good indicator. Yeah, it's in black <laughs> and white. It's from your team members or your clients. Um, and you need to provide some... There's validity to it. Absolutely. And, and so that really starts the conversation about, okay, what do you agree about this feedback? Um, and do you want to change how these individuals are perceiving you so you can have more effective relationships, particularly with your clients? That's what you want. You want to be more effective with your clients and provide them what they need. And so, again, if you don't have that accurate self-assessment and you're engaging with them, you're likely not providing them what they need. Right. You think you are. Mm -hmm. um, but again, because you're not assessing yourself properly, um, how you engage with other individuals is not going to be in the most effective manner. 
Now, I know we've talked about management versus employees, and oftentimes there's that disconnect. Mm -hmm. And how can the social-emotional intelligence provide it that, you know, well, I'll say a problem child, whether it's within the team or if it's the CEO or the ED, whatever the case may be. How can social-emotional intelligence help that individual providing, of course, that they're open Mm -hmm. to A, hearing it, and B, changing yes, and becoming aware of things. It's really uh, fantastic to go into a team um, and assess the entire team and not single any one person out in particular. Right. Um, I find that's beneficial because then what it, it provides is um, a profile on every individual person, but it also provides a team profile which allows the business to effectively choose training to improve the entire team because it'll identify strengths and challenges, right. the profile. And so what if, when I go in and I speak to human services, if they say, you know, there's one or two people in particular we're really struggling with, their skills are fantastic in the sense of, you know, maybe IT and, you know, they're great for the team in in reaching goals in that sense. But, man, they have a hard time with relationships within the team and it's causing conflict and it's causing toxicity. And so when you do the assessment, you can pick that out. Right. And then they can choose to have me come in and either do group coaching with certain individuals, or I can do individual coaching with people that they have and the assessment has identified as needing some assistance in improving some of these challenges. So when you are faced with resistance among those that team, mm-hmm. how can you combat that? Um, I think really it, it comes down to making them understand that it's it's personally and professionally beneficial to them to, one, have that self-awareness, but it'll also help them just be happier. It does. That's a huge part of of life and and really living your full life, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this is, you know, all of these um, competencies or skills within social-emotional intelligence, if you improve them, they improve your mental health well-being. Right. Right? Because... No, I don't think anybody would argue that if you have greater emotional self-awareness, accurate self-assessment, and personal power, that your mental health well-being isn't going to improve as well. Absolutely, as will your quality of life and your relationships. Exactly, and that that's the holistic look. Yes. Right? So even though we may be looking at very specifically your professional strengths and challenges, even though we improve in your professional life, it does carry over into your personal. And people forget about that, and they resist sometimes, and they think that, you know, it's just a bunch of fluff, but it's not a bunch of fluff. It's real life, and it's real people, and it's just everything does impact, and that holistic view, I think, is incredibly important for people to understand. Yes, and, and, you know, I don't separate the personal and professional. Mm -hmm. The social-emotional intelligence profiles do, but for me... um, you know, you are who you are. Mm-hmm. 
And if you're going to be genuine and across genuine across the board in your life, um, it really shouldn't matter. The context changes, and yes, that does change behavior. But overall, your values and beliefs are going to remain consistent. Definitely. So it's really important to, again, help people with that self-awareness to define, well, what are your beliefs and values? What, what do you want to see for yourself? How do we get you to reach those health and wealth goals? Um, and sitting down and looking at what has helped you reach goals in the past and what can we implement um, now to help you reach your upcoming goals. And sometimes you have to really break it down. Some people choose these enormous goals. Right. And they have to understand that it's sometimes a very lengthy process. And you have to start very small, build your self-efficacy, your belief in yourself, and then continue on. That's a very important part, and, and oftentimes we do forget. Now, before we go, we're almost out of time, but I did want to mention that you have a brand new website and a new logo, which is very exciting. Can you tell us that before we go? Sure. Yeah, I'm very excited. So I'm heading into my third year as Pick Empowerment and um, just redid the website and logo, and so you can check that out at www.pickempowerment.ca. And basically... Basically, my logo is very exciting. I have to say menorah pile um, because I'm not allowed to say that other word on the station. Um, But check out my blog for a little rundown of exactly what my logo is all about because it's all about planting seeds, seeds of improvement and um, building towards our goals and success. It has been an absolute pleasure having you here today, Charlene. Thank Thank you you so much. This is Jen signing off of Find Your Sparkle with Jen. Special thanks to Jim Francis for producing this episode of Find Your Sparkle. We'll see you next time on CIOE 97.5 FM. Go out and find something that makes you sparkle today.